Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. Don't you just love the Word of God? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 reminds us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God's word is always profitable, and it's to mature us. As we take God's word and open it up, I just love how God just makes it so practical and teaches us the lessons that we can apply to our lives every day. As I've studied through the book of Ruth and read it and reread it, I almost feel like Ruth has become a dear friend to me. And I just can't wait to meet her someday in heaven. Because as I've read her story, I've realized that there are some things that she and I really have in common. I've seen several likenesses between her story and my own. So I'm going to share some of those with you today. First of all, I'm reminded that Boaz noticed Ruth from a distance. We read in chapter 2 of Ruth in verse 4, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz under his servants that was set over the reaper, Whose damsel is this? Can't you just see him pointing her out? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. As Ruth was working in the field, she responded in such a way that caught the eye of Boaz. Now, who is Boaz? Well, we learned in our last time together that Boaz was a near relative to her. He was a kinsman. We call the kinsman was a, a close relative. Not only that, but Boaz is a very wealthy man. This is his property where she is working. And he looks out and he sees her. And I just wonder what it was about her that was striking to him. Well, we know that everybody has heard about who Ruth is. When she came back with Naomi, they knew that she was her daughter-in-law, that she had lost her husband, Malon, while they were in Moab. And I believe that maybe her work ethic, the way she carried herself, the way she conducted herself, it just caught Boaz's eye. And this is the first thing that she and I have in common, because Ruth was unbeknownst to this fact that he was watching her. And before my husband and I began dating, I found out that he had seen me from a distance when we were attending college at the same place. He saw me from a distance in a crowd. He saw me walk by. And sometime later, um, his father hired me to come and work at their Christian school. And it was through my job there that My husband and I got to know one another. And it took several years and some interesting circumstances to be able to bring us to the point of marriage. But 
after we were engaged, my husband told me about the fact that he had seen me from a distance before we ever even met. You know, I love how God writes a love story and he brings two people together in marriage. And we just see that Ruth and Boaz have a really precious story to tell. And it goes far deeper than even just the fact that they become husband and wife. Let me open up some of these facts that happen between Ruth and Boaz. And then also want to make some application about what it means for us as believers. Or if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're going to see here how just like Boaz was pursuing Ruth, that Jesus Christ is doing the same for anyone who has not come to him in salvation. Well, we learned that Boaz had to redeem or he had to buy Ruth. Boaz pictures Jesus Christ. He is called our Redeemer, one who buys another one out of the slave market. You see, not just anybody could redeem you and me out of our sin. It had to be somebody who was sinless, someone who was spotless. And that one is Jesus Christ, perfect God, perfect man. He alone was able to take our sin because he knew no sin. It had to be Christ. And Boaz had to be a relative in order to be able to redeem Ruth. So we see the Lord Jesus being just the one who could redeem you and me. Boaz also came seeking for Ruth. As I just read a minute ago in the scriptures, he points her out and he asks the men over the workers, who is this woman? He's seeking for her. Oh, I love how we read in Scripture that Jesus is seeking for us. He initiates the relationship. In 1 John 4, 19, we read, We love him because he first loved us. We didn't love him first. No, we were going our own way in our own sinful life. But Jesus Christ loved us first. And he came seeking for us. He came to seek and to save those that were lost. That's everyone who's ever been born. We also see that Boaz satisfied every need as a husband in Ruth's life. And all that come to Jesus Christ will be satisfied. Now, I don't mean to say that Boaz was a a perfect man as a husband, but he satisfied the need for a husband in Ruth's life. And when we come to Christ, yes, he will provide every single thing that we need. In chapter 2 of Ruth, we read, it says, Her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. He was the one. And as Boaz provided for Ruth, Christ provides for us. And you know, I also love that Naomi goes on to tell 
Ruth that Boaz is a kinsman. In other words, that he could be one that would redeem her and buy the land and marry her, become her husband. Who told you about Jesus? I'll never forget the woman who told me about him. Now the next question is, who do we need to tell about Christ? The one who can satisfy every longing of their heart, starting with salvation. I also love in this story how we see that Boaz was such a gentleman. When he first met Ruth, when he answered her about being her kinsman, when she came to him and she was lying at his feet at the time when he was protecting his harvest, and he woke up with a start and said, Who is this? And she said, I've come to ask you if you would take me under your wing. He was a gentleman to her. He never took advantage of her. Christ will not force himself on anyone. He is a gentleman. Revelation 22 verse 17 says, And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Christ will not force himself on you, my friend. If you have not been saved and you haven't trusted in Christ as your Savior, the Lord Jesus is a gentleman. He has offered to you eternal life, but it must be your choice. He loved you. He initiates that relationship, but he will never force you. It is our choice to come to him and take of that eternal life freely that he offers to us. We also learned that the, the motive that Boaz had towards Ruth was just pure love. He loved her, and that's why he was willing to buy her land, to redeem her, to marry her. Why would Christ leave heaven and come to this sinful world to be crucified on the cross? John fifteen thirteen tells us the answer. Greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Christ's love was his motive to come and die for us. We also learned that Ruth became Boaz's bride. And we who are redeemed by Christ are collectively called the bride of Christ. Oh, he has come to rescue us. We also see that Boaz provided a glorious destiny for Ruth. He was one of the richest men in Bethlehem. And Christ provides a glorious destiny for all those that know him as their Savior. I love Revelation 22, where we get a description of what heaven is going to be like. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, no more sin. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither the light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. 
that's the destiny that Christ provides for us when we know him as our Savior. Now, I said that Ruth and I have some things in common. The first one was that her husband came looking for her and saw her, sought her out from a crowd. But another thing is that the words that she spoke to Naomi, whether thou goest, I will go. Where you, you lodge, I will lodge. I sang those words to my husband as well. But you know, if we have that kind of a heart to be able to say, Lord, I will follow you wherever you lead me. It's going to be a good path, and I will go, Lord, where you send me. And the last commonality I want to share with you is that she said, your God will be my God. And you know, I could say, Ruth's God is also my God. Is he yours? Is he your father? At the end of the story, in chapter 4, we read that Ruth became a mother. She was the mother of Obed. We realized that she had been married for 10 years to Malon, and she never had a child. But now God has graciously given her a son, Obed. She now becomes the great-grandmother to David. When I read her story, I'm reminded that like Ruth, perhaps the greatest thing that God wants to do through our lives could still be in our future. So let's keep walking with him, our Redeemer. When we look at Naomi, we're reminded that failure is not final. Naomi ends up full. It says in the scriptures, That the women said, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day, that his name may be famous in Israel, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law which loved thee, which is better to thee than ten sons, hath borne him. As we've seen Naomi return, we can be reminded that it's marvelous what God can do through one woman who gets right with him. I trust this story has been a blessing and an encouragement to you to just walk with God and watch His incredible work in your life. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?